Hello, and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod-Welk, and I'm joined by the ever-lovely, ever-charming, ever-bushily-eyebrowed Diamond Creek Bomb. Thank you for mentioning that, because my product of the week... Is it is a brow product? With, yeah, and it's interesting uh. that you noticed my eyebrows today, because I, I do think it has a has an effect. Oh, interesting. It's not planned, readers. It's not planned. The power of a drugstore beauty product. (laughs) But Mm. I do always, like whenever I'm talking about Annie to someone else, I'm like, you know, she is the brow of boy brow. And then everyone's (laughs) like, oh, okay, yeah. Or at least that's how like they pretend like they know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Happy Diamond Jubilee. I thought it was our Platinum Jubilee. Oh, sorry. Platinum Jubilee. We can make it about me. Oh, God. No, it is our Platinum Jubilee. Happy Platinum Jubilee. Happy Platinum Jubilee to you, Nick. What did you get me? Well, I didn't get you anything other than love and support and gratitude. But my question is, did you watch any of the other Platinum Jubilee across the pond? No, I saw very little of the happenings. I saw the basically whatever the very few people I follow that care about <laughs> the monarchy posted. <laughs> did you see all of the like really cute videos of the youngest prince and like him like that little rapscallion he's just rich children (laughs) you don't there's something interesting about like royal watch culture like even in america there's some like people care i think a lot of like why do we care people that we would morally align with cared about diana and then when diana died that kind of ended their interest in the monarchy, the British monarchy. The first time I ever remember seeing my mom cry was oh the day God. that the news was playing. I think it was a Saturday. It, it was a night. It was. I, it happened during Saturday Night Live. Oh I remember God. I was watching it live. I think there was like a breaking news report. Yeah. But anyway, that is not what um, the time. That's not oh, okay, what okay, the platinum okay. jubilee oh, what is about. Say, what I was going to say. It's actually the opposite say, of what the platinum jubilee. Then the is other about. people that care are so aligned and I know I'm not the first person to say this I know everybody probably already knows this but they're so the people that are hardcore for the British monarchy seem to be like very aligned with like rich Trumpers in the US oh, interesting. you know That's like the Brexit call. crowd there probably is like a, there well there certainly is like a nationalist Brexit side to the whole loving England thing but I also think there is a more watered down and somewhat friendlier version of it you know, it's like why we like Bruce Springsteen or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, like who's the one from New Jersey? Yeah. Or like John Bon Jovi. Aren't they both? Or like living on a prayer. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're both from New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey's given us a lot, given a lot to the American culture. <laughs> All of which is to say, it has been two years since we started this podcast in quarantine. And it started out as a little project to just keep us both from offing ourselves during COVID and evolved into, and this I say this with no irony, like a very beautiful and f- enriching experience. Some would and like, say life-saving. I, honestly, like I, the way that I describe this podcast to anyone who asks is I say that it is the definition of a vanity project in that we pay other people so that we can talk and then they'll like edit our talking and we post it on a platform for other people to listen to. So it's a vanity project, but it makes my heart happy. I, at my core, no matter what I do, will always be a journalist and like curious and... 
and opinionated. Opinionated AF. Okay. <laughs> and I can't believe it's been two years. And I should say too, like the other thing that I always find so inspiring about doing the podcast is like how... And now I'm going to like slip into like my branding world, but like how engaged everyone who listens is and it's friends, it's new friends, it's people from across the world, across the globe. It's so cool to have people that like I think are interesting that I'm like fans of following us. Yeah. That's the weird part. I get calls and texts and DMs and it's so fun to talk to everyone and to have created a space for like a community of beauty insider outsiders or something where it's like you're skeptical, but you also love it and you're like a product junkie and... You don't have to be like ashamed of it. Yeah, exactly. Try to see the beauty industry with our eyes wide open, right? And it's a smart space to talk about a funny industry. All of which is to say it has become financially untenable (laughs) for us to continue to produce this to the level that we want to produce it on a weekly basis. And so we are taking a temporary, and I promise you, mark my words, a temporary pause while we try to find some effing sponsors As you guys know, too, Annie and my day jobs are not this podcast. And so the way that podcast sponsorships work is it's almost more work. We barely have enough time to just make the podcast. And so we've just been skirting around trying to figure out how to monetize, quote unquote, the podcast. But we also don't want to monetize it. You know, we we, we need to figure out how we can at least... And I said this to you on text the other week, Annie. We I need to at least figure out how, how we're not paying to make it. I'd be happy if it was a wash. Oh, yeah. We just need to find a way to have just like enough money coming in the door so that my husband doesn't freak out whenever I deposit a large chunk of money into another account. And he's like, what was that deposit? And I'm like, oh, that was my podcast. You have a he secret like, account? Right. Oh, is that, for, yeah. is that the other family? Oh, sorry. I mean, Casey has many times said that he feels like Erica Girardi, but. (laughs) Wait, what? Oh, because Tom had another family? No, he just had like, he was like spending so much money and she wasn't aware of it. No, No, it all stems from one time that like Amex fucked me up and Casey was like, we have negative $100 in our account. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he was like, am I being punked? Am I Erica Girardi? But it was, I figured it out anyway. So we're going to take a pause. Well, and we just want to do some planning. I'm excited because we've been kind of winging it this whole time. And it'll be fun to go back to our like into the gloss journalistic roots and do some editorial meetings. (laughs) Yeah. And you can tell me how tacky my ideas are. (laughs) No, we're going to take a few weeks to plan out the end of summer, fall, etc. I think too with sponsors, like, one of the most impressive things is being able to do good spawn con. Nobody's given us that chance. <laughs> Are you trying to sell us to sponsors? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, I've okay. been trying to sell us to sponsors. No, I mean like on this podcast, reader sponsors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you can sponsor us. It'll be like Cameo. Do you want us to send a little personalized? Oh, yeah. There's very little I wouldn't do for a free episode of Eyewitness Beauty. Okay. okay anyway, okay. Whew, um, let's just get right into it. Nick, you had a very scandalous insight you wanted to share. I do. And it's a little convoluted, so bear with me. But we do have to cue this music. 
So do you know the brand The Harmonist? No. It's a fragrance brand that was founded by someone named Lola Tilieva, who is the daughter of the former Uzbekistan president, Islam Karimov. And I say this all because there's an article in Women's Wear Daily last week just discussing the sort of like struggles and triumph of this brand, The Harmonist. The logline is essentially in the face of a pandemic and supply chain challenges, the fragrance brand has emerged, quote, stronger than ever. And I remember they had a store on Melrose Place. It seemed like there was some sort of customization aspect to the brand. It's very, very, very expensive. They call it oat perfumery. Each scent is distinguished by a hand-drawn illustration, and they hired a CEO who is a former LVMH executive named Samantha Fink. She worked at Yeezy and Universal Music Group. Anyway, it's sort of like a little profile of the triumph of this brand, The Harmonist. And they have a little side note that the founder's father is the former president of Uzbekistan. Okay? Okay. Who is the former president of Uzbekistan, you ask? Well, (laughs) Who's the former (laughs) president of Uzbekistan? His name is Islam Karimov. And according to Wikipedia, which is as you know, readers like our New York Times, he was a repressive authoritarian ruler where political opponents were assassinated, human rights were repressed, and dissent was prohibited. Yikes. That's horrifying. Horrifying. And what's funny in the Women's Wear Daily article is that they describe her father, the former president, as, quote, a Uzbekistan representative to UNESCO, which they're like, oh, that's nice. So they did enough Googling to figure that out. <laughs> they like UNESCO is like the world heritage sites where you can like go to like, you know, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon or whatever, like these wonders of the world. Like Siem Reap is a UNESCO world heritage site. It feels like very soft and fuzzy. However, he was an isolationist for an abysmal record on human rights and press freedom. Craig Murray, who was the British ambassador to Uzbekistan from 2002 to 2004, described, quote, this is, I'm quoting Wikipedia, widespread torture, kidnapping, murder, rape by the police, financial corruption, religious persecution, censorship, and other human rights abuses. This included the case of Karimov security forces executing prisoners by boiling them alive in 2002. This is the perfumer's dad? Yes. The United Nations found torture, quote, institutionalized, systematic, and rampant in Uzbekistan's judicial system. Jesus. Parade magazine selected... I thought it was bad when the Kushners were invested in your company. Yeah. Parade magazine selected Karimov as one of the world's worst dictators, citing his tactics of torture, media censorship, and fake elections. So I guess the only intrigue is that Women's Wear Daily just neglects to mention... That in addition to like loving, you know, ancient ruins across the globe, he also is a alleged former dictator with a very problematic history himself. So, well, if anyone has any tips as it pertains to the Harmonist or Uzbekistan, get at us. But that I just thought was worth at least surfacing. I mean, I guess... You know, and there's a bigger debate that we probably shouldn't be having at this point, which is, can we hold the children accountable for the crimes of their parents? Well, I think this is more like the profits directly made through 
atrocities if there's a direct line of that money being put into the business then that's questionable right how do you define like a direct line well if her family is funding the business well she started the company so it's her money i mean to me that would be a problem i mean i wouldn't want to support that are you boycotting the harmonist? Is that is this like a breaking? I, you know, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. I'll gladly <laughs> like. You know what? I did see that there was a what's the scent store in LA that I like so much? Lucky Scent uh, or something? Scent, scent bar. bar. There's one in New York. There is. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna go. But maybe they have the harmonist. We'll see. Can I add one more thing about the harmonist? I one time went into the store that was on Melrose Place, and my biggest takeaway from being in the store was that I was so confused about what the brand was. I had no idea what they were selling. You know, you ever like walk into those stores that are like so high concept and there's so many different ideas that they're trying to express that like you have no idea what is actually happening. Yeah. I hate a store where you have to have like a salesperson like tell you what to do. Explain to you what's going on. Yeah. So like you walk into the store and it was like, is this French perfumery? Like, what is this? And what they say on the website is they fuse feng shui with natural ingredients, inspiring balance. And I'm like, what? That doesn't help me. What does that mean? Oh, their whole thing is about balance. Okay. But I thought it was about like astrology at a certain point, And then it was about feng shui. And I was like, okay, so is this Japanese? But they're like, no, it's French. And I was like, okay. But is it French? No, it's Uzbekistani. <laughs> Anyway, Nick, what else is happening in the beauty world this week? The biggest piece of news was the abrupt departure of the CEO of Sephora. Again, in Women's Wear Daily, they call it the, quote, Brock shock. Martin Brock, who was the CEO of Sephora for less than two years, parted ways in a very interestingly worded press release, left the position. Chris De La Puente, who was in another division of LVMH, is going to resume the position of president and CEO of Sephora. But what they said, it was essentially like a difference of opinions. They said like different... A divergence of views. Yeah, a divergence of views caused the departure. And there's a Women's Wear Daily article that finally, I've been looking for the article that explains like what the fuck happened. So Martin Brock, who had joined Sephora after big jobs, Starbucks, Nike, Burger King, and Coca-Cola, apparently it was just about a fit. WWD quotes a source that says, I don't think it was a business issue. I think it was a fit issue. Sephora is a brand unto itself. Basically saying when you don't take someone from within the beauty industry, sometimes it doesn't work, which makes sense. And then this is a great quote. I love this line. People think anyone can do beauty, but I don't think it's totally true. It's so true. I know. It's true. It's the quote like, is true. Not that anyone can do beauty. <laughs> no, it's true that I think people think of a brand like Sephora as another, like an Apple or Nike or Starbucks. But as we, I feel like, talk about quite frequently, like beauty is much more emotional and personal and wrapped up in identity. And there's a je ne sais quoi about beauty. You don't know why something works unless you like come from and love it, the industry. This guy was doomed from the beginning. Did you know they made him get an Instagram when he joined Sephora? <laughs> no, really? Yeah, his, literally his handle is Martin Brock Sephora. He has seven posts. <laughs> the first post was 89 weeks ago, September 19th, 2020. <laughs> and it, it's out of Sephora. And then the last post was in February. Mind you, using PhotoGrid <laughs> to do a collage, at, like a Sephora press day event. 
He's no Kylie Jenner. He's not. No, he's not going to become a TikTok star after this. But I, I think it is. It's on a very big stage. An example of how skills are not interchangeable across industries, particularly within beauty. You can't take someone from Starbucks who knows how to sell frappuccino and expect them to know how to sell like a priming moisturizer. I think it's funny because I feel like the words Nike, Apple, Google, and Starbucks are to the C-suite world what Harvard Business School degree are to like the VP level world. Right. Like yeah. Middle management. These are like finishing school. Like after you are at these companies, you can be anywhere. And it's not true. No, it's plus one for beauty. It's plus one for brand. And also like kudos to Sephora for not just like letting it go, <laughs> for nipping it in the bud, so to speak. This is, who knows what happened? <laughs> we we don't actually happens. know. No. Just to caveat all of that. Here's another piece of news. Gwen Stefani's makeup brand, which, do you remember how to pronounce it? Is it Give? It's G-X-V-E. Nick, I thought you said this was a piece of news. <laughs> G-X-V-E? Gixve? Give. I find the whole thing so uninteresting. Gov? What is an X supposed to sound like? I don't know. G-X-V-E is... Gwen Stefani's new or relatively new makeup brand. Apparently, according to that brand, they are the number two best-selling red lipstick at Sephora. They're launching more lipsticks. According to that brand and that brand only, people cannot get enough of the Gwen Stefani lipsticks. What say you as our lipstick-wearing contributor? I don't really wear a lot of lipstick, and I don't want hers. Is red lipstick still in? I don't know. I don't wear it. I like now work in an office with hundreds of people. I've never seen one person wearing red lipstick. Here's the thing that like the beauty industry doesn't want to admit. Wearing a dark colored lipstick absolutely fucking sucks. It's the most impractical thing. You can't eat. You can't drink. You can't do anything. You can't touch your mouth. You can't touch your face. You can't kiss people. You can't wear a mask. I don't get it. <laughs> And That's a really actually, good point. It's like a lot of trouble for a look. It's so much trouble and it never looks like it looks good for 20 minutes. Okay. And then it gets on your teeth and someone's like, you got a little. Deep. Or it becomes crackly get it? and dry. It? It, it like bleeds. It like, it's just, <laughs> it, I just really don't understand. And I've tried them all. I've tried them all. I tried Molly Young's from the article that she wrote on Into the Gloss saying that this is the first red lipstick she can wear while snacking. Molly. Could you? No. And I have very special lips, so maybe it's just me. I have very unique special lips that the lipsticks don't work for. They don't line up when I press them together. My bottom lip overshoots my top lip, so then it looks like I overlined my top lip. <laughs> anyway, so, but I did buy a ton of Gucci lipstick. Did I tell you that? And I actually really like it. How much is a, like, a thing of Gucci lipstick? $45. It's on par with like Tom Ford lipstick? Oh, yeah, and I got that great Tom Ford one. Thanks for hooking that up. But the Gucci ones are so good. They're really, really good. But is it not their lighter color? Like what gives them the pass? They have different finishes. Let me, okay, so you guys are about to get some doubled product of the weeks. Okay, can we talk while we're here? Because I just went to Sephora.com so I could tell you about the Gucci lipsticks. And while we're here, why don't we just go ahead and cover the Gaga because she's on the homepage. The Gaga of it all. Yeah, so Haas Labs, which we talked about last Hoss week. Haas Labs. Haas Relaunched at Sephora from Amazon. They like totally floundered on Amazon. And here we are today. They're on Sephora. The packaging is very like off the shelf. 
that was our critique. What happened? Why are they like they I feel like they're literally castrating Lady Gaga by doing this brand. The tagline on Sephora.com is quote, the future of clean makeup. It's like what does why Gaga is care about clean? And then when you click into like her landing page, the tagline is the future is beautiful. I'm like, you're you have Lady fucking Gaga who like wore a meat dress. And, and calls like, her fans the, monsters. Monsters. And you're going to say the future is beautiful? Like, the future is beautiful sounds like it was written by the outset. <laughs> <laughs> it does. This is the outset copy. <laughs> and the makeup is giving Ariana Grande R.E.M. beauty. Like, 60s. Even the hair and the nails. Everything. Or about face. It is like a mishmash. It's like, if I want Lady Gaga makeup, I want a applicator. Like, a custom package that is so unwieldy that there's no sense of balance to it that you can't even use it. Enter Ismaia French Beauty. (laughs) So she launched her line this week, or at least revealed the packaging. Give us the little bio on Ismaia French. Ismaia French, she was like a wonderkin makeup artist. She came up through the world of I believe, like theater and dance. And that's where she learned how to do prosthetics and stage makeup. And then I believe she assisted Pat and then kind of started getting jobs on her own. And now she is like... She was the beauty editor of ID for a while, right? Yeah, beauty editor of ID. She was the creative director or she did something with Byredo Beauty to put that brand together. She helped develop those. She did uh, Burberry Beauty. Guerlain. Burberry Beauty, I think, still she's creative Tom directing. Tom Ford for a while. She was at Tom she's, Ford. She's been yeah, making everybody hay while the sun her. is shining. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's touched every single brand out there. Real artistry. She's launched, or launching, sorry, June 2022, which is, to be fair, now. Is Amaya Beauty, Beauty Without Restraint. Ooh, see, that's good copywriting. That's ownable, yeah. unique. I understand kind of where she's going here. It's vegan and cruelty-free. Trend Mood posted, though, as always, the best preview. And the packaging is what Gaga should have done, is the really long point I was trying to make. Where are my Boston heads at? Does anyone remember a store called Newberry Comics from back in the day in Boston? Or I guess like if you didn't have a Newberry Comics, it would be more like a Hot Topic vibe. This is like a Hot Topic makeup collection. The mascara has a piercing like a septum yeah, piercing. Yeah, so the tube of mascara has like a nipple ring through it. <laughs> yeah, the tube of lip gloss or eye paint or whatever this is. What is this? It's probably like eye spray paint. Maximizing lip serum, plumping high shine lip gloss. Yeah, that one has the septum piercing. But at least it's like fantastical packaging. And then the eyeshadow palette has a Han Solo style body coming through the top, like a 3D torso coming through the top of the plastic lid as if it were Han Solo when he's trapped in the silver kryptonite stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, totally impractical and unwieldy. Very much in line with what they did for Byredo, which I appreciate. So at least there's some consistency there. I feel like Byredo was so avant-garde in their makeup packaging that it appealed to, you know, like the avant-garde super luxury crowd. My concern with Isamaya Beauty is that It's such a basic interpretation of avant-garde. Like, avant-garde means punk, means septum piercings. You know what I mean? That I wonder if it'll feel too cheesy for the luxury crowd and too scary for the basic crowd. Time will tell. 
time will tell. I do like the piercing on one of the items. But there, it's on all of them. It's yeah. on three of them. Oh my god! So but. so I'm looking at the palette. It's like if there was a vinyl uh, sheet, like a big piece it's like of American saran wrap. Horror story. Yes, and like a human was like trying to walk through the black vinyl, and it's like they couldn't break through. Is kind of what the look is. It's very American Horror Story or Han Solo. Okay, and then you were. I mean, I'll let you take this one because this is your day to announce this. Well, nothing's been announced other than the launch date, so I'm still kind of, well, you know, hit us with the launch date. Right here on the edge of my seat, my thighs are burning. <laughs> Road Beauty Haley Biebs Glazed Donut Skincare Line just announced that they will be launching June fifteenth, T minus six days. What do you think? Like, what are you feeling right now? I'm feeling anticipation. I'm feeling I'm nervous. I want it to be good, but I don't want it to be too good. Like, God forbid she does body and it's incredible. (laughs) It's a horrifying feeling for a beauty founder to have someone with incredible, gorgeous skin and a zillion followers coming in to the space. But I respect her. It's funny you say, like... You know, it's rare that I feel like jealousy when I like see some creative output, but I, have you seen, or you probably haven't seen it yet. The movie Fire Island just came out I on Hulu. I did watch it this weekend. Oh, I did? do my part for pride, Nick. Good. Okay. Thank you, Eli. Thank you, girl. Snaps. Yes. So it is a movie written and starring Joel Kim Booster, who's a comedian and starring Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers and a bunch of other really wonderful actors. Essentially, like it's a Jane Austen, a retelling of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice through a very funny week on Fire Island with a gay group of friends. It's a rom-com. It's a rom-com. It's easy breezy, but also kind of touching and sweet. But I felt jealous. It was like the first time in a very long time that I was like, ah, like this is good. This is like really awesome. You and were I don't jealous? know. And I you were like, to deal I wish that I, jealousy. I, you were like, I wish I had my hands in this. It seemed to like harness and channel culture in a way that made me jealous, I think. Just like it felt right for the moment and really like in the middle of where everything is with the casting, the cinematography, the jokes. That's how I felt um, about Scream Queens. Really? Yeah, because it kind of like, it was like this dark look at like sorority life, which I... You're like, fuck, that was like, I could like, it's just like did what you could never do. That's how I felt. I was like, ugh. Yeah, and then I've done nothing to make this happen for myself in life, and this is not my wheelhouse at all. But every time like an actress gets a part in a movie that, like Priscilla Presley in the Elvis movie. You were like, oh, I wanted Am to I an actress? That. No. Can I do anything <laughs> Have I ever written a movie? Like, no. Am I a comedian? No. But do I wish that, like, somehow I had thought to put all these, like, gay and LGBTQ, like, observations into a movie <laughs> and base it on, like, basically a Clueless? As tenuous the connection between Clueless and Jane Austen, this Fire Island is to Jane Austen. Damn good idea. It's on Hulu if you haven't seen it already you should watch it it's an hour and 45 minutes that you will be happy that you spent with that said should we do product of the week we should Annie what do you have for us oh well should I finish talking about the Gucci we kind of skipped over the- <laughs> oh where did we end up on I just that? want to tell you guys about the different finishes of the Gucci lipsticks before I give you guys my eyebrow product of the week 
and they have a million shades and they have some of the same shades across the different formats. So they have a bomb that's tinted. They have a satin lipstick. They have a matte lipstick and they have a sheer lipstick and they have a metallic lipstick. And some of the shades are repeated across the line. So like if you really like a shade in one finish, you can get it in like the matte finish or the more sheer one. And the colors are incredible. They're so good. But so how does wearing this differ from like your rant on lipsticks before? Um, Well, the colors. Take your time. The colors for one are really unique and nice. I suffer from having olive undertones. And so it's really hard to find. I'm I'm, I'm surviving. I wouldn't say I'm living. I'm surviving with really light olive tone skin. So... It is hard to find shades that flatter me, especially in the pinky world. And Gucci manages to have created shades that actually work. So there's that. The packaging's incredible. And the finishes are really nice. Even the matte finish is like still feels very like soft and and um moisturizing and like pliable, if that makes sense. And instead of drying. And they also make if you're 32 years old, then surely you were in junior high putting concealer on your lips to try to like get the washed out matte look. And they have shades that are light enough for that that actually give you coverage and it, they look incredible. So try Gucci lipstick today. My product of the week, though, if you don't want to spend $42 on a tube of lipstick is NYX Brow Glue. And I mean, I don't know if I ever need another eyebrow styling product ever again. Oh, I thought it was cheaper than this. It's $9. So what is, does it function as a fluffer, a pomade? What is it? It's like the consistency of glue and it dries down to hold. My eyebrows, as everyone has heard me say time and time again, it's like having pubic hair on my forehead. They're curly. They don't all go in one direction. They're really long and no brow styling product can hold them all day long until the brow glue instant brow styler from nyx cosmetics it's clear it's really tacky and thick it almost looks like rubber cement consistency Mm, okay and then you brush it in i have to brush the back side i have to brush the opposite direction first so i get glue on the back side of my hair first and then i brush them down because that's the only way like they'll stay all day and then the finish is glossy and beautiful moisturized real healthy hair looking brows wow that stay all day long oh my goodness okay and it's nyx cosmetics brow glue nine dollars and it has i mean there has 495 reviews like people love this stuff it's really good okay well i love that so here's what i got i know a few weeks ago my product of the week i did a live unboxing of the new diptyque glade plugins what i missed that Oh, right. You weren't even here for that. Okay. So Diptyque, they launched cleaning products, which I was like, huh, beat you to it two weeks ago. But before that, they had launched this plug-in diffuser, essentially, which has like these little fragrance beads in these like discs that you slip into this plug-in, like a Glade plug-in. And it's responsive to touch. So you tap it and there's like a little fan in it that blows air through the fragrance beads, thus perfuming your room. I bought it for my office because I thought maybe I don't want to be in a small room with like candles burning every day, all day. So I was like looking for an elegant alternative with a really good smell. 
and no shade to Glade, but I feel like that's not the vibe that I'm going for. And so I unboxed it on a previous episode that clearly you haven't listened to yet. And I am here to say that it is awesome. It's really fun. It's like a little gaudy because it's gold. Like you'll see a picture of it. It's called the electric wall diffuser. And it's just a little, it's not like the most gorgeous thing, but what's great is that you get this diffuser for $125, but then the inserts you can get mimosa, roses, bays, which is like their trademark one. You can get figuier, figuere, figuere. There's a bunch of different flavors you can get. Um, and it's 40 hours of fragrance diffusion per like disc. So you get about as much as a candle. It's actually cheaper than a diptych candle at $50 per disc. And it's great. And what I also like about it, so you press it to turn on and then it kind of cycles for maybe an hour and then turns off itself. So you don't really have to like worry about it, but it makes the room smell amazing. And I was pointed to another company by a reader, a little known brand called Nest New York, um, which apparently for many years has had a Glade plug-in. So this is sort of, I guess, a look for less situation. It is called the Wall Diffuser. And this one looks more like a Glade plug-in in that it's white, like a little vent. But this one has a lot more fragrances to choose from. And the diffuser set, so you get like your fragrance oil plus the diffuser for 38 bucks. apparently also is amazing. This reader who had told me about it has been using it for like years, she said. And I know that their wild mint and eucalyptus fragrance is one of their like top selling that you can get it in grapefruit you can get it in moroccan amber rose noir and again it's like perfect for a small room you put this little like vial into the plug-in and you get it says 30 uninterrupted days mm. so if you want to do 125 dollars and then 50 dollars a pop go to diptyque if you want 38 dollars and then you get two refills for $28 a pop, so much more affordable as a lifestyle, head to nestnewyork.com. I love that you have a high-low. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing if not sort of conscious of that. Just kidding. I think that's it for Platinum Jubilee. We will be back very soon, but in the meantime, you do know where to find us, which is on Instagram at eyewitnessbeauty on Twitter at I would speedy, but instead of I, it's in the letter I because we didn't have enough characters. And we're going to be figuring out how to make this a net neutral experience for us in the next few weeks. So we'll be back as soon as we can do that. And if anyone has any ideas, hit us up. Annie at iWitnessBeauty.com, Nick at iWitnessBeauty.com. Our podcast, as always, is produced by the ever-patient, ever-lovely Jessamine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music, including all the little interstitials that you hear, are by Danny Presant. And our album art is by Simon Abronowitz. Maybe we should also come back with like a fancy photo shoot and like a really chic Avedon kind of picture of us. Yes, that's why we need this money, you guys. Yeah, yeah, we need that money to like waste it on a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we need a sugar person that is gender and age neutral. Yeah, a sugar individual. Um, the other option we have is to go Patreon only. So please do keep up with our Patreon. This is not the end. I, I promise you have my word. This is not at all the end. This is just a few week hiatus. Call it a summer vacation. I'm actually going to Europe with 
my family, meaning Casey and my daughter, on Tuesday. So this actually is a literal vacation. <laughs> it really is. Okay. It really is. Okay. Have a good summer, you guys. Miss you. We'll miss you so much. 